hilarious man. And uh, what I really dig about Carlos, uh, one of the many things I dig about Carlos is he loves movies, and I love movies too. And one of the award shows that I still geek out about, like, I don't care anymore about, like, I don't know, like the MTV Video Music Awards. Remember when that used to be a big thing? I don't watch those anymore. I don't watch uh, any of the other award shows. But the award show that I do get uh, excited about every year is the Academy Awards. Uh, I always look forward to seeing who's going to win Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, Best Actor, all that stuff. I still geek out about that. I still watch maybe 75% of the movies that are up for Oscars I've seen. And... um, it's something I still geek out about, and I knew that um, through Carlos's social media that he loves movies too. So I invited him over the other day, <clears throat> and this was before the Oscar nominations were announced. I just kind of Googled what are the you know Oscar picks at this point, found an article, wrote down a bunch of names, and Carlos and I go over what we feel. I don't know if we're saying necessarily these are our Oscar picks because some of I think I'm pretty sure at least one of my picks didn't even get nominated for in one of the categories. Um, but we go over what what we feel were the best movies of last year, and we hit the we just hit the big the big categories. We don't get deep into it like we don't do like cinematography or soundtracks. But it was a lot of fun uh, geeking out with Carlos. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a lot of fun geeking out with Carlos about movies, and I think you will enjoy this episode of comic talk the podcast um if you want to uh find out some more information about carlos rodriguez uh visit the episode webpage, and i will post links to his social media and he's a really funny guy and above all a really really nice guy and uh i really mean that so thank you carlos for coming by hey um real quick speaking of funny um january 27th monday january 27th six o'clock the callback bar uh, it will be the graduation show of my storytelling class that I took with uh, Johnny Taylor. <clears throat> Excuse me, that I took with Johnny Taylor, and uh, Johnny Casino's in the class. Uh, David Thorne is in the class. Uh, Buddy is in the class. Tina San Lucas is in the class. Oh my gosh, I didn't want to do this because I was afraid I was going to forget somebody. Janae Levering is in the class. Uh, Alicia Davis is in the class. And I think that's everybody that I know. A couple other people in the class that I, I, I just met during the class. So we will be telling stories, and they are super funny. Um, you should come out. The show is free. <clears throat> the show is free. And there is a no-drink minimum, but there is a bar there, and there is food there. So, like, if you're flat broke, I get it, dude. Make a coffee at home. Bring it with you. And just sit there and watch a comedy show. It's free. But if you got a couple of bucks, buy a drink. Buy some chicken strips. The chicken strips are amazing. I'm just saying, get out and support comedy. Support the arts, whatever town you're in. Get out there and support the arts. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Carlos Rodriguez and our Oscar picks slash favorite movies of 2019. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Did you always enjoy um, gambling, or did that start with uh, with uh, comedy? Um, it started with uh, I want to say yeah. I guess it started with comedy. I did. I, I gambled a little bit beforehand, 
and it was fun. And then, um, and then I'd started, I, I, I learned how to gamble, you know? Yeah. Because like, uh, you know, I started researching and then like, and then with, especially with bookies and figuring out what, what the spread is and what the under and what the over and the money line and what does that minus and that plus mean and stuff like that. And finally, as soon as I figured that out, I was like, oh, okay. Then I started putting, um, you putting it to work. If someone, if those guys, if there's a group of guys in a room that can figure out how to get your money by putting up these numbers and stuff like that, there's also an opposite of it. You know what I'm saying? People are like, oh, gambling is going to be crazy. It's like all you have to do is put in a little effort and study a little bit and figure it out. Right. So your chances are more than than, than not. So mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, you got to figure out, you know, uh, what the weather's like. Are they playing in a dome? Are they a, are, yeah. are, are they a turf team? Are they not a turf team? Are they, um, you know, what are their record there beforehand? Uh, like throughout the years and who's sick and who's injured and what injuries, what, what coaches played for which teams before, which players oh came gosh. from the team. Yeah. yeah. So do you only enjoy gambling on sports or like, do you enjoy like blackjack and roulette and all that other stuff? Uh, just sports. I, I like, I like roulette at when I'm at the casinos cause it's a game of chance. There's, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it's like, uh, everyone says the craps is the best, be- best odds and stuff like that. I love roulette. I like roulette. It's yeah. fun. I like, I don't, I just, they got me with the ball with that little ball and a little, the yeah. little noise. I, I could, love it. I could sit at the electronic roulette mm-hmm. for an hour and a half and gamble conservatively uh-huh. and just keep it going. And then, and then I'll always like risk it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, cause you can stay on that roulette table for a while. Cause it's only like $4 a bet. So it's like, you throw yep. one chip or one chip there. You, you know, take a hundred bucks. Yep. So you can hang out. You can hang out in the casino and be in a little casino life for like a good hour or two. That's you know? exactly what I do. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. Get my free, get my free Red Bulls and be like a champ. <laughs> What's up, man? You want to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Carlos Rodriguez and I'm going to gamble all <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> No. Oh man, thanks for coming by today, man. I uh, uh well, first of all, like I admire your comedy, fucking hilarious. Oh, thanks, um, man. And uh, but I also uh, caught wind that you are a movie buff, and yeah. I'm a movie buff. I love cinema just in general, and it's not always that like I just I don't know like I love going to the movies, but just you know I love watching directors grow, and I love watching actors grow, and I love like wondering like why did they take that role, you know, and mm-hmm. like. Oh, like he's gonna work with this director, like uh, you know, I all, all of that. So, um, I thought that it would be a good time of the year to uh, bring you on and let's talk about what were some of the the, the favorites movies we saw this year and kind of like what we think uh, is going to take the awards at the Oscars. But um, because we both have tendencies to ramble, I kind of set like a little bit of a structure <laughs> yeah. for us so that we we have something to go on. Um, so. Let's just talk about. Let's just start. Um, we'll kind of work our ways up in, from the categories. What 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 do you think uh, in the category of like best supporting female uh, role this year? And what 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 has the Oscar buzz is Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Jennifer Lawrence for Hustlers, Florence Pugh for Little Women. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Those those are what those are the actresses that have the Oscar buzz. Any of those doing anything for you this year? Uh, I don't. Um, it's so funny because uh, I seen I seen Hustlers and they said Jennifer Lawrence for Hustlers. Is no, I saying? mean uh, Jennifer Jennifer. Oh, well, Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm J Lo. J Lo for. Uh, I haven't. I've I've seen Hustlers. I've seen Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen Bombshell. I'd like to see Bombshell. But uh, um, I think Margot Robbie's a great actor, man. She's uh, she kills it. Um, I just uh, uh, I just haven't seen her performance. I would go for her because like she's a good actor. And then, but I seen Scarlett Johansson and JoJo Rabbit, and she was pretty good in that. And uh, I really don't like her too much. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Mm. I'm not a big fan. I think that there was a lot of hoopla about her, and they. I feel like, uh, you know what I feel like? I feel like she's one of those media darlings that they do with comedy sometimes. Yes. You know how like there's these lists of comics that are like guys you should people you should watch out for, and then yeah. they're like, and then you kind of see them, and you're like. They're not very good. And it's like <laughs> you realize that, oh, it's their media darlings. They're, they're something sellable and marketable. And then um, they've got their agent represents, uh, let's say, a big name, say Dane Cook so or their management. In Red right, so, right. So, they, so they're like, okay, well, since I already have all the ends with these magazines already, I'm, I'm going to put my other guy, have them start pumping them up. Mm-hmm. When they're not really, and that's what I felt like when she was at the very beginning. Like Scarlett Johansson was just with the good agency, and she got pushed to the forefront. And yeah, she just safe. She was very safe. Like okay. um, she wasn't a great actress. She was just very safe. Um, and um, because they're, I feel like they were trying to look for the new white girl. You know, yeah, because they, they they definitely were trying to after for some reason after Julia Roberts we just didn't have anyone like that anymore any white girl like that anymore like mm-hmm. and, and I think it was like because it was a big little boomer that was like Julia Roberts like Kim Bas- Basinger 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um there was like like these legit hot chicks you know like, they were the white hot chick but then all of a sudden they started to like find the new one and they just forcing these ones down our throats like like Julia Stiles and. Uh, um, Kirsten Dunst. And yeah, you had that's true. Amy Adams for a minute, and then you had uh, Jennifer Lawrence. You know, like they were just very like they just they're like, oh, these are the new hot ones, and it's like they're okay. I mean, yeah. these, all these girls look like they went they were in my third grade class at one point, and they just hit puberty real quick, and they're like, oh, and then all of a sudden they just they hit the wall real quick, and uh, um, so I don't know, man. Uh, that's why I'm not a big fan, but she did a good job, and I, I went through all that, this whole long road to tell you that <laughs> she, did, she was good in Judge uh, Rabbit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the I watched the tra- I watched the trailer and like a little uh, snip for Bombshell today, and I think I I, st- I shied away from it just because it just seemed like too spectacular a story, and I was kind of mm-hmm. tired over that. I'm just over Fox News period. Yeah, and but I I, I I'm kind of leaning for. Uh, uh, Margot Robbie and Bombshell. Yeah, but same thing like you're saying, like that's the same thing like in, in stand-up. Like, like uh, people were like, oh, I bet you have a ton of Trump jokes and Trump, Trump jokes and, 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 and news jokes. And I was like, no, not really, because first off, I don't really find it funny. And then second off, I'm tired of it. And well, it's, I, it's low-hanging fruit, right? Yeah, it's low-hanging fruit. And, I, and the whole audience, they didn't, they left their Facebook page and their friends to stop talking about it, to go to a comedy club, to hear something funny, nice. not hear that over again. It's okay, like, uh, that's a good perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're we're both agreeing that uh, Margot Robbie on Bombshell is probably going to walk away with this. Um, I I love Scarlett Johansson. I love Scarlett Johansson. Have loved oh, yeah. <laughs> have loved her since uh, Lost in Translation. Um, but I could do without her doing the uh, the 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 comic book movies. Oh yeah. So she's, uh, I, I think I was talking about it in the podcast. I have like she's very she's a killjoy as Black Widow. She's a killjoy. <clears throat> really? She, if you ever li- if you ever all listen to all her. Her lines in the movie, she just stops all the fun. <laughs> She's horrible, and then it's and and her jokes are flat. They fly, they they land so flat. All right, let's go on to uh, best supporting actor. Um, for this one, the the people getting the buzz are uh, Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day, uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman, Brad Pitt Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Song Kung Ho. I'm saying it so wrong. In a parasite, but um, the uh, Bokeem Woodbine mm-hmm. from Queen and Slim okay. was amazing. He played uh, an uh, an ally to them when they were on the run, and 
I couldn't wait. Like every time that a scene moved to him and he was in the scene again, mm-hmm. I was I was I was riveted by his performance. He he plays uh, uh, one of their uncles, and I thought that to me that was the that that's the that's the best supporting uh, yeah. ro- role I saw this year. What what do you what do you think when you when you think of best supporting actors um, from this year? Yeah. It's so funny, uh, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. I haven't I haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, he was it was funny because he was like a leading man at one point really quick. And then right. it became like in this like second role or this like you it know. seemed like the early mid nineties he was getting some great roles. Yeah, like yeah. he was in Dead Presidents. He yes. was great in Dead Presidents. Yes, and then um, and then uh, uh what? Oh, Jason's lyric. Um, he was also in some. He was in some other shit too, man. But he, uh, and then all of a sudden, like he was like bad guy number three. You know, like yeah, he was in Spider Man. Uh, in the Far From Home, and he yes. was like a bad guy, just a really quick like henchman. And I was like, ah, oh. and then uh, but um. Uh, the, for supporting all, to be honest, man, I really, really liked Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Um, I uh, he just he you're so used to seeing Joe Pesci play these out uh, over the top characters, you know, and then or these larger than life characters <clears throat> that are super memorable. And I like how this one was. He was he played uh, a gangster. He played a real mobster the way a mobster would would be would act. He didn't use any any extra movements that he didn't need. He didn't, you know, use any more words than he, than he than he had to. So he did it very minimally. Very, just smooth. Like that's how, that's how like those New York uh, Goodfellas, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, behaved. You didn't. They didn't need to be flamboyant or be out there and let you know that they're the fucking King Dingling. Right. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cussing. I no, you can. Oh, do, no, okay. we 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 got, we got the explicit rating. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he didn't need to be king, like show everybody's King Dingling. He just like, yo, I'm just in the back. I'm just chilling, you know. So, I just thought that was so smooth, man. And he played it really well. And just like, you know, he's like, we got to do a couple of things here, and then this and that. And it just, and usually you're seeing Joe Pesci just out there and just being, you know, you know, they, you you <laughs> you motherfucker, you, you know. Where like, did did you do the Irishman in the theater, or did you do it on Netflix? I had to do it on Netflix. I couldn't find it in the theater closest not closest to me and or time. You, and did you do it in one sitting? I did it in one sitting. Wow. I'm a fan, man. And plus, like. I'm telling people, people are complaining. They're like, oh. And then I seen it uh, recently, too. But, like, um, people complain, like, it's three hours long. It's like, you binge, you know, TV shows. True. So why are you complaining about a three-hour movie when you're lo- when you're watching pretty much a 10-hour movie? Right. Uh, in one sitting. Or, like, you know, you watch Stranger Things in one go. So, you know. And on top of that, this is real. Like, this is our history. This is You'll never hear about this stuff in American history books. But this happened, and these guys were involved. But they and don't want to say And they shaped history. Dude. The Italians and that mob, that mafia, are the they infiltrated organizations that were legitimate businesses. <laughs> Isn't that a right. tr- dude? They would they created um, uh, Vegas. They cre- they did a, they did such a good job of Vegas. The government was like, okay, we got to kick you guys out because we got to take over this because this is making a lot of money. That's you know? crazy, huh? <laughs> Isn't yeah. that insane? Yeah. And that's and that and now you have Vegas. They have Vegas all over the place. It's okay. Crazy. All right. Saying. You're going Pesci, and I'm going uh, Wood Woodbine Woodbine. Am I mm-hmm. saying it wrong? Um, but I think he might get. I don't even think he'll get nominated, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, best actress. Uh, I'm gonna say her name wrong. Yeah. Cynthia Erive for Harriet. Uh, Scarlett Johansson for Wedding Story. Sharsh Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. 
Oh, I'm going to go with, uh, okay, so I haven't seen it, but I, I like, oh, who was the first one you said? So the first one was? Uh, the the uh, young lady that was in oh, Harriet. Uh, Harriet, yes. I didn't see Harriet either, but I, I liked it. I didn't see it. it either. But she's good, though. I like her. She was in um, that other one with the, uh, uh, with like John Hamm and uh, the Good Times at uh, the El Royale. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, did you see You didn't see it? No, I just, it, it looked too... I liked it. It looked too, uh, I don't know, it was too something for me. He's, I, I, now, did you want to see it because it it was set in Reno and like you grew up out here and you're like, oh, that's close by. I kind of know that area. I like the era. I just like the era that it was set in. I'm okay. a big fan. I like I like that that 60s, that late 60s era, you know, uh-huh. I'm, so I'm a big fan of that. And um, so that's why I wanted to check that out. And uh, and then I didn't even know that it was a Reno. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, they did market it as Reno and slash thing. So that was, I guess I wasn't a little part of it, though. But I do like that era. Uh, that's back when Reno was Reno, you know, when you play, when you worked Reno. It was like, ah. Oh. Uh-huh. But um, no, I would go with, uh, I haven't seen the movie yet. But I seen the trailer, and the trailer looked like she just got lost in the role, and that's Renee Zellweger. That's what everyone is saying about Renee. I mean, I wanted when, to see, but when I saw the trailer, I think I cried during the trailer. Like <laughs> I was, I, and to top it off, I'm pretty sure I saw the trailer at Tower Theater, uh-huh. and it was just all perfect. Like the nostalgia of being a Tower, uh, yeah. Zellweger doing Judy Garland. This is just everybody uh, loves the story, or or is like this is that's one of the saddest stories of all time right judy garland like yeah it's just like it's crazy and we're all kind of it's part of like all of our uh love of cinema like you can't talk about cinema and not not talk about judy garland and, and just the influence and mm-hmm. so i think it's a great story and everyone is saying that she kind of like got lost in the character as well yeah i would like to check it out i, I mean i haven't seen it yet the only reason i haven't seen it yet is because uh when i when i've been gone uh, it, it was here, I think, for a quick second. Uh-huh. So I missed it. And then, then when I came here, it was and everywhere I keep going, it keeps leaving because it's just only limited. It's, you know, art house studio. It's not open a lot. What's what's one of your when you when you're traveling because uh, you're, you're on the road a lot. What's what's mm. one of your favorite cities, favorite theaters to hit? Uh, like you're uh, I'm in this city. I definitely want to go to this theater. Well, when, every time I go to a city, I go to um, I my, my, my things are because I don't I don't drink or do anything anymore. I'm, I'm fucking boring. So uh, my I go to the movies and I go either. I try to find the oldest uh, cinema, okay, um, and then I try to find the most recent, new, opened up one. Um, oh, okay. So you could kind of compare and contrast, see where we're going. Yeah, and plus too, it's like um, I use a Tower Theater, Art Tower Theater. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it anymore because they took the old seats out. I loved the old seats. Really? They put the new ones in. I like the old ones that were it was very like beat up and they're squeaky and you know and they're they were, they were super comfortable because they had that old school spring in it. You know what that? Oh they, yeah. They were the oh, they were comfortable and they and they would they would lean back really far. But now these ones that they have are the, are are old movie theater seats before they went to the recliners. So it's very stiff and straight up and it's like that. And I'm not a big fan. But um the uh, uh the bit the best movie theater I want to say is uh. The IPEC theaters, they're actually, there's only like, I think there's like maybe 10 and they're like all over the place. Uh, there's like, um, it's like one's in, you know, Dallas, or I want to say Arlington, uh, and then uh, the one's in Seattle and there's one in um, Arizona and, and in Scottsdale. You got to go for a little further. Uh, those are really comfortable. They're really. What sets them apart? Is it the comfort? It's the comfort and the food. They Because they have those things where you can, you can order and they bring it to you and stuff like that. Okay. And their food is amazing. Because usually like you go to some of these places and their food. It's like, Chicken strips. Yeah. It's like it's, club food. It's like, it's like comedy yeah, club food, right? Yeah. It's gross, man. And then, but this one, man, it, they had these like um, macaroni and cheese um, fried macaroni and cheese but it came in like bars it was it was so good and then like they're they, it was really good their their food is great that's the ipic theater and i want to say the um the nicest oldest theater that I, you know what's funny um 
it's, it's an old. It's gonna. It's just. I wouldn't say. I wonder if it's old though, but the what you call it theater is really good. two. There's two, and that's gonna see. It's gonna seem popular or something like that. But the Chinese Man Theater is great uh, in L.A. And um, when you if you watch a movie in there, and the um, in San Francisco, the uh, the um, uh, what is it? The the, the it looks it, it's like old school. It's kind of redone. Ah, fuck! I can't even think of the name now. Ah. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll okay. figure it out. It'll come. It'll come. What? How's the uh, Alamo House in in San Francisco? Oh, that's it. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah, oh, is yeah, that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one. not old, is that's, it? Is it old? Is it? I thought it was redone. Or it's, it's it's not old. I oh, is it, was, it a? Is it they redid an old one to make it an Alamo? That's what I thought it was. I oh, you might was, be right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but because yeah. that might be part of whole Richard. It's, no, Linkletter does the Alamo draft houses. Oh, he does those. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, I think that's a Linkletter thing. Dude, one time. Okay, so check this out. There's a, so there's in, in the mission because it's in the mission, you know. Okay. So one time I went, to, I went to go. Uh, uh, so uh, um, I seen, I just got done seeing um, uh, Interstellar. Great movie. Great movie. Another three hour movie. That's great. But you got to see that on the big screen. Oh, it's so good. I, I've watched it multiple times because it's such. I lo- I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, so there's some there's a uh uh. A breakfast place there, but it's not bro. It's, anyway, it's called Foreign Cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. every, every, never before you got like reservation by meal. And but at the end, at that night, it turns into a foreign cinema theater. And um, so I'm sitting there, we're eating, and we're all talking. Um, another comic, Emily Van Dyke, and her friends from uh, Midwest. And so me and this dude, one of her friends, are talking, and and he goes, and I was like, yeah, I seen Interstellar the other night. I go, it's been three days, and I still am thinking about it. It's that good. It's like I'm still figuring things out and connecting things. And it was like that's how good this movie is. It like it's still it's resonating with me. I'm watching it over again in my head, and then so yeah. And he goes, "Are you just saying that?" And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Are you just saying that?" And I go, "No, I'm I'm serious." He's like, "I go, why 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 would you say that?" And he goes, "You know, because he's right there." And I look over, and it's this dude in a beard, and I'm like, "Who's that?" And he goes, "Isn't that isn't that the director?" And then I look over, and it's it's the it's Chris Nolan. Wow, Chris Nolan sitting in the fucking table next <clears> to us, <throat> and I was like, "Oh shit!" I go, "No, man, I did not know." And I was just like, "Oh, it's so crazy." But and, yeah, and I think like with that movie, Christopher Nolan got really comfortable in his own shoes and. His since since then and and going from that one and then especially onto Dunkirk, it's like his movies like you can't watch them once and just like walk away with an opinion of it. Mm-hmm. It's like how you said it, it stays with you and you want to like, I want to see that one scene over again or like, wait, what were they going? I think I get what he was doing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like like it stays with you and and to make a movie like that, like I don't think you can do it in an hour and a half. You know, no, like no. it's you gotta. That's that's great, yeah. Same thing with like, I mean, even to like, you can see it, it, like 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 hitting it with the um, what's the uh the dream one? I can't remember. I'm losing my just losing my head. Uh, the one where Leonardo DiCaprio and Josh Gordon. Oh yeah, Inception. Inception, yeah. Yes. That's another one too. You're like putting it together, and everyone's still talking about the totem and uh, at the end. I don't. Hopefully, I'm not spoiling it for anybody. If you haven't seen um, Inception, you're ridiculous. But uh, uh yeah, the um. The uh, the the totem where it, where it's spinning at the very end. Uh-huh. They're like, was it all a dream? Is he still in a dream right now, or is it real? Yeah. But you know, they had they debunked that theory because they're like, if um, the the totem belonged to his his wife, so once you touch someone else's totem, it's no longer it's no longer valid. So yeah, so they're like, no, it was it wasn't a dream. It was real. Okay, yeah, you totally spoiled it for some people, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're agreeing with uh, with Renee Zellweger for Judy Garland. Yeah. As, as Judy Garland, right? Um, best actor. Uh, here's the guys with the buzz. Uh, Antonio, the sexy Banderos oh. for uh, Pain and Glory. Uh, Leonardo, the sexy DiCaprio for <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My man, Adam Driver for Marriage Story. <laughs> um, 
uh, the guy for Rocket Man. Yeah, we'll skip that guy. Oh, <laughs> Taron uh, Taron Taron uh, Egerton. He yeah. was great. He was great, but I don't know. I'm kind of over that movie. I'm not a good. I didn't like it either. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker. Okay. Uh, maybe De Niro for the Irishman. Mm-hmm. What do you, What do you think there? I'm going. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll give it to him, but like uh, just because they already give it to Heath Ledger. So I. I oh. I would be with the Joker. I'd go with the Joker, man. That was great. And people were like, um, I know Doug, Doug Benson didn't really like. He, we had a conversation, and he was just like, he goes, it's the, he goes, it's too much of Taxi Driver and too much of King of Comedy. And I was like, it was a perfect homage. I think I felt like it. Just I felt like I was watching a 1983 or 1979 movie, like between that era. But you know what? Great directors always have homages to like their hero. Yeah. There was a scene in there that was so Kubrick that was. Um, I mean, there mm. wasn't just taxi. Or like, yeah. Or he like he like lifted from Scorsese. He lifted from Kubrick. He lifted from so many people. Yeah, it was just it felt like that whole era wrapped into one. Like it was a, like a best of, and it's like, but it's like not only that, it still had a. I mean, people were like, oh, the story was predictable, and it's like we all know what's gonna happen at the end. It's like Titanic. We know what's gonna happen at the end. Right. So what do you mean? It's of course it's predictable, and it's like, but we're just we're not going for the punchline. We're going for the ride. That's what you. That's what. That's where you find all the good stuff at. The punchlines ah, just to let you know that it's over. That's all, you know. Like, okay. <laughs> so, the it, it's just I thought it was a really good movie, and 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 he uh, even the beginning of it when they do the Warner Brothers symbol, mm. and it's like that, you know, it's it's that it's old the school old school symbol where it's all white and it's got that three lines and then the dots for like the warm. Oh, it's so dope, and like it brought me back. I think I said this before. It brought me back to like going and renting a movie. Uh-huh. With those big giant boxes, the the big giant black uh, uh, yep. video case boxes back in the day uh-huh. before they started going to the little more slimmer um, like uh, plastic ones. But uh, I I really liked it, man. I liked his um, I liked his transformation. If you if you pay attention to his eyes in the movie, it's just it's 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 interesting to watch the eyes because uh, he he completely that uh, uh, they just they just shift they shift from you know this. You know, uh, mentally challenged or mentally, mentally, you know, ch- however you want to say yeah, it. I guess yeah. a, a PC or yeah. this fucked up person. <laughs> no, I was like, this mentally challenged. No, because person. we want to talk about that because the whole thing of like Todd Phillips directing uh, regular movies as opposed to yeah. comedies is part of the whole PC, PC culture movement. thing, right? So, no, that's that's cool. Like, yeah. I, I get it because I catch myself like, okay, especially like uh, with like transgender people, like, I call everybody dude like i don't mean to i'm not calling you dude because i'm not acknowledging you as a female or i'm Mm. not acknowledging your transformation i'm calling you dude because like i call dude i call everybody Everybody dude dude. yeah i've had that happen too before people were like well i'm not a dude i'm not a man it's like a dude is universal right dude is universal like how you want to be so just take take fucking several seats and calm this shit down so a lot of people that was like their (laughs) that was the thing with jokers like it's gonna push the edge and the people are gonna did you I and we're gonna have to talk spoilers because we're we're talking about the movie, right? Yeah. But um I realized like what a great what the movie had done to me. Like it changed me because a little bit during the movie, because you get lost in a movie. A great movie you get lost in. Mm-hmm. And like you walk out of the theater and you're like, Oh fuck, it's daylight or oh it's night. Yeah. Like like a great movie will do that to you. Like you'll walk out of the theater with like not knowing what you were about to do next. <clears throat> in Joker when he shot the guys in the subway, mm-hmm. I caught myself cheering for him, and uh, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Uh-huh. You know when he and and to me, let's 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 go even further, uh, movies and cinema and whatever. When he shot the guys in the subway, I told a friend of mine when we were talking about it, I was like, "When he shot the 
Patrick Bateman characters. Yeah. Because to me, That's those those people were Patrick Bateman. Yeah. And what we're talking about is um, American Psycho, mm-hmm. which was played by Christian uh, Bale. Christian Bale, but also based on the book by Brett Easton Ellis, mm-hmm. and who also like wrote Less Than Zero. And so, did you, did you know he that was supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, yeah, and, and his people true. told him, ah, we don't know if you, we want you to do this yeah. movie, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. Because it, like, it, it pretty much regenerated uh, Christian Bale's career. Right. Because as a kid actor, he was doing his thing, but he wasn't, he, he just wasn't going anywhere. And then that just, boom, took it right over again. Yeah. Dude, he, one of my favorite movies is uh, uh, Empire of the Sun. Oh wow! And he's like twelve years old, and he's like in um, Japan when the when the invasion happens. Right, right. Oh, it's such a great movie. It's so funny you watch it, and, and Ben Stiller pops up. You're like, what the fuck are you doing in a Spielberg movie? Wow, <laughs> it's know? crazy to watch these old movies and see these people with like these small roles, like these huge stars. It's like it's like looking at a comic uh, at a at a at a flyer from like ten years ago, and you're like, and it's a fucked up picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucked up picture, and 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 the uh, and the famous like like a Kevin Hart picture is like uh, just a small guest spot, uh, you know. Mm. It's like what? Like you were on that show with those cats? It's so crazy. So I think we're we're both agreeing that we want Joaquin Phoenix yeah. uh, for the Joker, but oh wait. Oh, let's put. We should do the, our the money bet though, because I know they gamble on these two as well. <laughs> so what do you think the Academy's going to do? What's the bet? Where's the money at? Uh, I think the Academy is going to go. Oh, fuck. Antonio Banderas. You think Antonio Banderas? All right. I think so, but. What about? I want to talk about uh, Marriage Story. Did you see it? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, what about? So, what? What are your thoughts on Adam Driver? I like Adam Driver. Um, I just don't. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just when I when I when I when I put it on when I was like seeing the trailer and stuff like that. I was like, uh, it's one of those things. How you were with the bombshell? Like, I don't really want to. You don't want right, to go right, down that road right now. My my form of entertainment isn't isn't that right now. I want to be happy. You know the thing with. Marriage Story is it it sucked me in, but halfway through Marriage Story, uh, my friend that I was watching Marriage Story with, I kept telling her we should watch Kramer versus Kramer after this. Oh yeah, because it really was like a modern telling of Kramer versus Kramer, mm-hmm. and really kind of like the modern acting versions of Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Yeah, I really think that like a lot like how you were saying that with Scarlett Johansson, we found the new the new white girl, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's like Meryl Streep has, has been that that lady, yeah, right? Yeah, those yeah. Meryl and Streep and Dustin like... Hoffman has been that actor because like Dustin Hoffman is so versatile. Mm. Um, did you pay attention to Adam Driver before he was doing movies? Like, did did, did yeah. you see him on uh, Girls? Girl. Yeah, Girls. That. I was watching Girls at first for like because um. Cause uh, uh, they were like, gotta check this out. So I checked it out, and then I started watching it, and I was like, uh, I don't really like this, cause I I got kind of mad, cause they took uh, uh, there used to be um another HBO show, and it was called uh, How to Make It in America. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Uh, but it was on before Girls, uh-huh. and basically it's the same idea, it's the same thing, it's it's but it's just, it's two dudes, and then this is kind of like oh HBO is trying to they're like oh let's diversify so. So they, they didn't give many more play. Kid Cudi was in it as well. He was he was part of the cast. Wow. Um, the kid is named. I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's dope as shit. You should check it out. It's a it's a hidden gem. It's called Raising Victor Vargas. I think I've seen it, but I watched it one time and yeah. I was like, mind was blown and I forgot all about it. It's like it's like it was like in two thousand. I want to say maybe six or or five. It came out, but it's it's like this Brooklyn boogie down. It's at, not Brooklyn. It's a Lower East Side like a movie. It's so dope. But uh, that kid is named Victor Rusak, and he's. 
he was the main character and another kid was and uh, bell her name's not not kristen bell the other one ah man anyways uh so it's the, it, it, new york they're trying all trying they're, they're they're trying to this clothing line they're trying to make it it's like it's pretty much the same thing as girls wow but they just fucking they were like well we're gonna try to market more towards women and we're gonna because we because we lost sex in the city so we're gonna put all our stuff there. and they they ended that after two seasons and i'm like oh man like you know what i'm not we can have both i don't like the idea that we can't we got to have one or the other there's okay. a, there's enough room for everything and everybody there and, really is and then that's when you get this whole thing of like oh when you do things like that then you start pitting you know apparently sexes towards sexes and all that other bullshit mm -hmm. there's it's unlimited seats at the fucking table there's so many streaming services there's so many avenues for entertainment to, uh, that, that are glomming for your eyes there's room for everything especially hbo you got the money you got the funding they're just fucking cheap over here and I, yeah i'm sorry so but you know what <laughs> what go got me about adam driver was like the arc of his character in mm -hmm. the five seasons of girls because like i went from fucking hating his character yeah like as soon as he would come on screen about oh, this guy oh because he was a, he was a sober like yeah. a, a marine or some but shit like the, that but too. then like by the end like i loved his character he's all like, artsy yeah the, i i just love the story of his character but then i also with adam driver is like i think like his best work is yet to come yeah he's no he's not bad he's not bad dude not bad actor um i liked him in uh i really liked his performance in um the one where he's uh, they're they're sitting Shiva. They got a, uh, their father died, and uh, Jason Bateman's in it, and uh, and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, um, before we leave, or no? Uh, this uh, is where I leave this you. This is where I leave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's really good in that. Yeah, he played the younger brother, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. that was dating the older chick. Yeah, yeah, that that was a good movie. So okay, so, no, where do I think? Th I think the Academy's gonna go with uh, Le well, Leo. Leo, you think you Leo? You think they'll give him another one? But, uh, for for uh, for you know it? what they might they might because give they're gonna shun Tarantino. They're gonna shun. You think so? I I think so. I think they're gonna do Tarantino the way they did Spike Lee for a while. Mm. Like and and what and uh and Scorsese right? Yeah, they didn't give Scorsese until uh, Departed. Um, yeah, I think uh, the, uh that Leo. It is a really good performance. That's another one that I wasn't a big fan of. I never was, I was never really. My brother was a big, huge Leo fan. I really wasn't because, like, I seen uh, I seen River Phoenix. Uh, you know, so I've had the conversation before that if River Phoenix was alive, yeah, would Leo wouldn't he wouldn't exist no. because he's pretty much derivative of 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 River Phoenix's character, look, and kind of everything like all yeah. that. Yeah, they they saw. They saw they're like, you know what? These guys look very similar. It's almost like, like uh, for some reason, Ron Silverman. Uh, Ron Silver. Remember Ron Silver? Yes. And uh, uh, the dude, he's in Ocean's Eleven. He's a bad guy in all of it. And he's in Godfather 3. Uh, um, actor? or He's an actor. He's the actor. Uh, he was just on somebody's podcast. Um, no, wait. No. I can't think of it. No, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? No, he's the no. he's the bad guy on uh, on all the oceans, almost all the oceans eleven. You know, they steal from him. You know, they steal from him the first casino, the first one. Uh huh. Ah, oh, dude, Alba, he's he's on Godfather three. Ah. Um. Anyways, those guys look similar. Those guys are very similar in looking. So I felt like that's what they did with with. Uh, they're like, okay, well, we'll just slide him right in there. And then on top of that, you know who else is uh, when they first started acting? You can tell that you can you can see an impression because that's how comics are when they first start. St comics will by accident do impressions of what their favorite comics are doing you know so that you can see you can hear them you can hear the uh the, their Dude, influence. I, I cannot stop saying right and it goes all the way back to richard Pryor. Mm -hmm. right right right, <laughs> right. like and and it's like so many things that i've tried to take out of me but 
the the right I'm I'm not I'm okay with leaving that. Yeah. Um I don't Andy know. Garcia. That's Andy, a, how did we forget Andy Garcia? I know that's what I couldn't really. Uh, I was tongue. thinking Joe Mantenga. And so was I, and I go, but that's not him. But yeah. those, those like see how there's like a similarity you can mix these these mm-hmm. three people up. That's what I felt like did that. But the guy that that like kind of like was a derivative. Of, so so if Leonardo DiCaprio is a derivative of, uh, of of River Phoenix, then uh, Emil Hirsch was a derivative of Leo as well when he first came in. When I when I first seen Emil Hirsch on like uh, the Girl Next Door or some shit like that, mm-hmm. I can see him. Pretty much doing an impression of Leonardo DiCaprio's little idiosyncrasies and facial expressions and things that he would do. Yeah. And it was so funny to see them both in uh, Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. Okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, Hollywood. I'm sorry. Yeah, America's Once Upon a Time in America. That's that's De Niro. That's De Niro's flick. Yeah. That's yeah. old school. And uh, Jennifer Connelly, too, when she was Ed a kid. Ed Woods? No, James Woods? Pro- yeah, yeah, James Woods. James Jam- Woods. That's a bad month. That's a, that's a scary month. That's another long-ass movie. Yeah. Dude. When that movie starts off, we're gonna go off side tangent. <laughs> when that okay, so I'm watching. I'm like, I like gangster movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm down with gangster movies. When that movie starts off, the scene where they fucking block off the alley and uh-huh. beat the shit out of those kids. Oh fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's man. I, that was one of the uh, one one of the first batches of DVDs I bought. I bought like when DVD came out. When it first came out, I was like, this is amazing. This that was my film school. Because oh, I, dude, I love DVD. I did not want a DVD that didn't have director audio com- commentary. Yeah, I learned it all from that. I learned. Yeah, all, I learned how to watch movies for other reasons because of those things. I learned how to watch movies for writing, uh, for lighting, for uh, character development. Like, yeah. And um, so now I know, like, I know when the movie because back when I first started watching, like, after all, I knew people's pay scales and whatnot and stuff like that. And so if I'd see, you know. When you see somebody dip and do a movie, you're like, "Why are they doing?" They went from a blockbuster to the Cindy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, it didn't like, uh, like I would, I would be like, "Oh, that guy's get, he gets paid a lot, so we're not, they're not going to kill him off, so he's going to last the whole movie." Uh, and then I started watching movies so like, um, like I know when the first act ends and the second act begins, and then I know that okay, we're in the third act, so it should be wrapping so now. Up. It's going to pick up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I yeah. know how to watch it for like those reasons. Speaking of character development, um. That was one of the criticisms of the Softy Brothers and the the um, Adam Sandler character. Oh, what's the in in, uh, in, in, uncut, uh, gems? in uncut gems? Is yeah, that, is that is that when what happens happens to him at the end of the movie? Mm-hmm. Like we weren't sad. Like no. we were just like fuck that dude. Yeah, and he, we didn't. You but, don't root for him. But do you like the Softy Brothers? I was I wanted I wanted Uncut Gems to be the greatest movie of the year and. It did. It was a good movie, but uh-huh. I think the Softy Brothers kind of failed again. I uh, I don't watch their flicks because um, uh, they uh, the one that was um, the Robert Pattinson one, right? The um, with the with the guys helping his little brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that that's the one that pissed me off the most. Yeah, I I just felt like some of these are being they're they're trying to be art house for art house sake. You know, and they're just like, and then people are just kind of eating it up, and they're like, same thing with like the lighthouse. Uh, I haven't seen that, but I can tell um, that it's it's just people are like, oh, it's such great performances with these two actors. And uh, yeah, Willem Dafoe's great all the time, and I guess Robert Pattinson's great, but I don't, but now we're just doing now we're just jerking each other off. These aren't movies that were mm. that were great when indie film was indie film when it was like, and or even like even like in the, uh, I, the, the if you ever see that documentary for the for the seventies, the decade under the influence. Mm-hmm. That's a really good documentary. But in the 70s, it happened. And then the 90s, it happened. Um, and then I don't know if it's, when it's going to happen again, but I feel like they think, oh, every 20 years, it's going to it's going to re- have a resurgence. And they're kind of like forcing it when 
it's not very good. Like it's not, it's not good, man. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's so drawn out and especially with the attention span that's going on right now that people don't really have, like they can only watch minute clips. Like you're supposed to. Oh, I, I heard a great story about that the other day about how that? they're trying to develop stuff to like, like before, like directors would be like, okay, they're going to watch this on the big screen. And now like with TV series, they're, they're developing and writing stuff for like, to people watching it on their tablets and mm-hmm. like laying in bed watching it on the tablet, like so, like the the scenes are, are not wide; they're narrow now. You oh know? yeah, yeah. Because they know that people are going to be watching it on their phone, or they're going to be watching it with one eye closed. You know that, yeah. that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, because it's true. It's like the way that things are going. You gotta you gotta make t- time for those, and then a, a quick jump, quick jump, click. and then um, uh, what else was it too about that I was going to say about the uh, the new way of watching? Oh. Because also they too they understand that uh, they are, they are probably the second screen, they're they're not the first screen anymore. That people are going to be looking and people are going to be working on their laptops, taking a glance every now and then, looking up at the television, mm. or vice versa. You know, so they know that they're not they don't have the complete attention. Mm-hmm. So it's got it. They they're, they're going to they're start writing for that too more. I think as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> best actor. We kind of went off on a side tangent, but I, I love it. It was no, it was all worthwhile. Uh, best director. Best director. Uh, Pedro Alamador for Pain and Glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry John Hu or Bang John Hu for Parasite. I said that so wrong. <laughs> um, Sam Mendes for 1917. Uh, Scorsese for The Irishman. Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Greta Gerwig mm-hmm. for Little Women. Todd Phillips for The Joker. Uh you know what's funny is um, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, you said uh, the first one, okay, and then the second. No, no, I'm, I'm just looking. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, my handwriting's horrible. No, the Pain and Glory. I haven't seen Pain, Pain and Glory. And then uh, I went to. I was trying to go see 1917 last night. Mm-hmm. So this is what happened. I went to go. See, oh yeah, now go off, dude. <laughs> Side tangent. Go. So at this movie theater that I go to, which is the one of my favorite movie theaters, and I, and I'm actually I was actually the first customer when it reopened, you know, over here in my hometown, and um, I go. And there's a security guard there, and for some what reason, what theater? You don't want, do you oh, not oh, want to say? I was, I was not going to say, but I'll say uh, downtown Pla- the downtown plaza one, the Doka. Oh, okay, yeah. So I love that one, man. It's like, um, but the, I, I'm, I'm not liking it anymore because, like, I, uh, I went, and uh, for some reason, this this security guard is just uh, like taking his job to the max, you know? Uh huh. Like uh, one time, I came in and I had uh, um, some cookies that I had from uh, from down at this little cookie shop that's downstairs. And then he was like, you can't bring those oh, in here. stop. And I was like, dude, it's a cookie. And I was like, relax. And he was like, I'm sorry, you can't bring it in here. And I was like, so I ate the I ate the half a cookie I had left. And I put it in my mouth. I was like, done? And so I went to go see my movie. Then the second time it happened, um, I went to go grab something to drink out of the, um, at the stand. But there, the stand was closed. So I'd look at the manager and I go, hey, can I go downstairs and grab something to drink? Because I'm really thirsty and I'm just going to come back in. And I was like, since you guys are closed, otherwise. He's like, yeah, no problem. The security guard seen me talking to the manager heard me talking to the manager i go downstairs i come back up he asked me for my ticket and i go why are you asking me for my ticket you just seen me talk to the manager. you just seen me in here i'm the only one here it's tuesday night you know and then so uh so i finally go in last night i go to go see the movie and um uh someone's sitting in my assigned seat at the 1917 and i'm like <laughs> i don't really want to bother them and there's and there and there's only like uh, a handful of people in there in this, and so the movie is pretty empty. So I go and I sit down in this other seat. 
what does this guy do? All of a sudden, I'm sitting down watching the movie. The previews are starting. He comes up and he taps me and he goes, can I see your ticket? And I'm like, what? And he was like, can I see your ticket? And I was like, no. And I was like, I'm sitting, I'm watching a movie. And he was like, uh, he started asking me, he was like, well, this seat isn't sold. And I go, so? If it's not sold. And I, and I go, and then he was just like, <clears throat> he put up his app and he was like, it's not sold. And I go, yeah, because that's my seat over there, but I'm not going to bother them. And then all of a sudden I go, you know what? This is the third time we've had a, uh, had, had a problem. And I go, and I don't understand why you keep bothering me. I was like, now it's harassment. And I go, let me see your manager. So I got the man. And I'm not the see your manager, dude. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, dude, I'm a regular here. I, I've been coming here since I was 14, 12 years old since I've been coming to the, going to that movie theater. And I was like, so. And I and then so they bring the management out and they're like, are you OK? And I was like, I was like, no, this guy has pissed me off. They're like, well, he's just doing his job. And I go, I get that. But he's doing his job to a point where it's becoming harassment. I was like, I'm not a 17 year old. I'm not a 14 year old kid sneaking in the movie theaters. I was like, I'm a grown ass man that bought a ticket. And they're like, we get they ended up refunding me my money and then letting me still stay in the movie theater. Um, and I was like, I was talking a gang of shit, too. Well, I wasn't yelling, but I was just making jokes. I was like. I, they're like he's just doing his job, and I was like, well, his well, then you guys should put him up for a recommendation to get a medal because he's going up and beyond the call. This is this is the security guard that Ben Affleck was warning about in the town. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't like the gods on this job. Yeah, he he tucks his uh, pants into his boats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so uh, so he, he's Richard Jewell, but and I was like, fuck, oh, dude. Fuck. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I seen Richard Jewell. I liked it. I was a fan. Yeah. I like Clint Eastwood's a fucking great storyteller, man. Yeah. I think he's one of the best storytellers in the in, in the business right now that's kind of underrated. Well, he grew up in the business. Like, yeah. he's seen Hollywood, you know, so mm-hmm. he knows how to tell a story. And even the movie, the only movie that he fucked up on was the one about Sacramento. <laughs> he fucked up. <laughs> Did you feel that way? I, I felt Would that way. Would you have felt that way if you weren't from Sacramento? Um, still, yeah. The movie yeah. was the. I mean, he used the kids, the real kids, as the actors. Yeah, that they said that's where he fucked up. Yeah, and I was like, that's great that they gave him a shot and stuff like that. But uh, I just didn't feel like they told the story very well yeah. in that one. And then it was, um, yeah, I think it was the shortest film that he made too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it was, um, it just wasn't executed correctly. That was the only one he fucked up on. I think it was like five fifteen to Paris or some shit like that was called. Yeah. What's your favorite of his? Um, it's either got to be a. Um, everyone's gonna say Gran Turismo, but uh. You know what's funny is that I could watch over and I and the reason why it's a good movie and I know why it's a good movie because I don't really like the actors that are in it. I'm not a big fan of Amy, Amy Adams, but she's a good actress. So, but I'm not a big fan of her. Um, uh, it's Trouble with the Curve. Mm. He made a movie about scouting baseball. Interesting, you know. And, and scouting baseball is pretty damn boring. It's boring as shit, you yeah. know. But this whole dynamic between him and his daughter and then Justin Timberlake's in it. That actually he does a good job, but I'm but so that bothers me because I'm like, this fucker needs to be bad at something. Oh, maybe uh-huh. <laughs> maybe marriage. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I think uh I think the Academy's gonna give it to the director of Parasite, but I really want Todd Phillips to win it. And you know what's funny too? The Parasite flick, um, it's okay. But people are going crazy over it because um, they don't know how to watch foreign cinema. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's an it's not it's it's it's, it's an okay movie. It's not even the one of probably the best foreign cinema flicks out there that came out this year. For, foreign cinema for me, as as a younger person, I it really got me into cinema because I got more engraved into the story because I had to read every line mm. to stay with the story. And it made me, yeah. but now as an adult with bad eyesight, uh, like, I'm like, I got to sit in the fucking front row and, and yeah. I, I, I can't, unfortunately I can't enjoy foreign cinema I like you used the, to. the way I used to. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, I already looked it up. It, it's available for rent on iTunes as of the 14th. Oh wow. So I'm definitely going to, going to, uh, watch it 
on on iTunes as soon as I can. You know what's fucked up too is I watched it uh, right uh, right after I watched Jojo Rabbit. I saw both of them like back to back. Okay. Jojo Rabbit's great. And so I don't know why you I don't know like why it, I it? resisted it. Oh, it's so I good. haven't seen it and I, and I watched the trailer for it again this morning. Uh huh. And I was like, I you know one of my best friends. She loves cinema as much as I do and. I think she watched it the weekend it came out, and uh-huh. she's like, "You gotta go see it." And I was like, uh, "I don't know." Yeah, it's so I, funny because um, uh, every time I th- when people because people don't haven't heard of it, some people don't know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So I ha- the faces they have when I tell them what it's about. Yeah, and the way I it's a way, hard sell, right? Yeah, I'm like, it's an eight year old boy whose whose imaginary friend is Hitler, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking?" About? I was like, "You ever seen Drop Dead Fred? It's like that, but in in, in the World War II era. It's fucking funny, man. It's super dark." Who do you think the Academy is going to give it to? The Academy is going to probably give it to. Uh, you said. Uh, you said what you. I, I'm saying the the guy from. I, I'm saying the Academy is going to give it to the guy from Parasite. I'm saying the guy because I don't want to mispronounce his name in this woke culture that we live in. <laughs> um, but my heart, like I'm cheering for Todd Phillips because he fucking Todd Phillips. I'm cheering for Todd Phillips too, but I, I would say if they they're probably going to give it to Sam Mendes, uh, the 1917. And it came out so late. Yeah, I think that's why they did it. I think, yeah, that's another thing too. Um, yeah, I think he'll get it. I think they, they, you know, they can't resist a war epic ever since they fucked up Saving Private Ryan. Ah, oh, you think so? <laughs> you think they're trying to make up for that? Yeah, because you know who won Saving Private Ryan? Beat Saving Private Ryan? Um, fucking Shakespeare in Love. Fuck out of here. Oh, man. I'll kill everybody. Uh, other movies? Uh, okay, oh, now we're moving on to the... Okay, so we're saying... What? We're saying the... A rooting for Joker, I'm saying 1917, and you're saying Parasite. Okay, for all that, right, that's what we're Academy. saying. Yeah. Okay, we're both rooting for Joker. Mm-hmm. You think that's because we're both comics? Or no, just that's it's a good movie. It's a good movie, it's right? It's a good movie. It's, 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 it's uh, the greatest thing about it, It's almost, uh, he, he also does like a Quentin Tarantino-esque thing where um, he builds up so much tension, and then when he finally releases it with the violence, the violence that he has, it's fucking... It's insane. People are like, oh, this is so violent. It's like, actually, it's really not. Just when the occurrences happen, which are only two, it's crazy. Because mm-hmm. there's super amounts of violence in fucking Fast and Furious, Cobbs, Hobbs, and Shaw bullshit. Right. But they're like, oh, no, no, no. but this is violent? No, because it's just, they built, it's the, when you do it correctly, when you build up the tension and release it at the correct point, it's more impactful. You know what I'm saying? That's why people say when you do stand-up comedy and you do dirty um, it's okay. It's great, but like if you do clean, and then you then finally when you do say the fuck or say word a cuss word, mm-hmm. it's that much more meaningful and it hits more harder. Mm. Okay, let's move on to the big category. I'm, I'm only gonna Best picture: Joker, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Marriage Story, uh, The uh, Knives Out. Knives Out. I want to see it. I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see Knives Out. I want to see that. I don't. I'm not. I don't like uh, mysteries. Oh, you don't like whodunits? I do not like whodunits. (laughs) And and I think it goes back to like the way I process. I'm always the last guy to figure it out. (laughs) And so I feel really dumb leaving these movies because like I like to think I'm well read and I'm you know I could hang in any kind of conversation. But Uh I will. I will be totally clueless to like when they're like. No, didn't you catch in the very beginning of the movie when he said this and he was holding it and he was looking at it like, yeah, no, I didn't catch that. <laughs> I, I never catch that stuff. And so you're like, oh, that was the cousin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's why they looked alike. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. I, I've never been a fan of, of these of these whodunits. I didn't see Knives Out, but it's getting like they're saying that it could be the shocker. 
Which one? Um, uh, Knives Out. Knives that it out. could be like what? Um, Everyone was all pissed off at Ryan Johnson because they thought he fucked up Star Wars, and he went over the Knives Out and just made as much money as Star Wars. What a what a what a what a what a, what a, what a fuck you. <laughs> so, what's your best picture of the past year? Like, what would you give it to? I would. Uh, even off the book of this? Or it doesn't have to be on oh. here. Like, maybe I didn't, maybe we're naming something on here. That the, maybe we're forgetting something that, that the you Academy. said. Uh, I, well, you know what's to be on, man? To be real straight up, like, and I'm not even trying to, like, uh, Honey Boy was great. Mm, a uh, lot of people are talking about Honey Boy. I loved Honey Boy, man. It was a really good flick. And uh, his, his, his last, the last two that he, that he put out there were great. The Peanut Butter Falcon was good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Honey Boy was just, it, it, was, it was fucking moving, man. It was really uh, well shot. It was, uh, the acting was, hella, uh, was well executed. I mean, this, um, this tumultuous relationship between father and son and, 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 and fucking somebody up for, you know, uh, long periods of time is just, uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's real. And it didn't need much action. Uh, it just had a lot of emotion. And I want to say, man, the way it, I keep saying this, the way it was shot, man, it looks like you're watching a movie through a kaleidoscope because it's got this like this, uh, uh, these hues of like uh, gold and, and, and orange and, and when you when you were talking about that on your mm-hmm. podcast it really reminded me of like the way uh, maybe a couple years ago the Florida project was shot did you ever see that one that's about the pills right uh, it was about yes yes yeah 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 like uh, almost like how the end of um, uh, the end of Outsiders is oh okay you know how it has that gold that, that old school feel yes. like that uh-huh. whole like you know stay gold uh, the, um, yeah yeah in the credits, it's like that. It has that that uh, sunset feeling that that when you look up at the clouds and it's got all these like beautiful colors. Uh-huh. Like that's what that movie looks like when it's when you're watching it. Like it has that. Basically, it feels like like you're watching like they like they screen projected it onto a sunset. That's what it looks like to wow. me. Wow. Yeah. So I really like. And then on top of like I said before, it has this like this the uh, just the characters and all that stuff to. Do. And then to find out how the story's uh, created and how he like came up with it, and then he's playing his own dad, which is like you know that's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, and then it's sad. It's sad. It, yeah. And the kid that plays him is great, man. That little kid is killing it. He's also in Ford and Ferrari as well. He's he's the son of uh, Christian Bale in it. Mm. But um, I, I would say that that, that got that got that got snubbed, but because well, I, it's understandable because he was a dick for a long time, so he's probably burned a lot of bridges. But um. And the uh, but I think that uh, if I had to pick off the list of the Oscars, I, my I'm hoping for Jojo Rabbit, um, for Best Picture, but I'm pretty sure they like giving it to foreign flicks right now, um, you know, because uh, what you call it got it uh, for Roma, yes, and then uh, there was another one too that they got it. There was a foreign flick. I can't remember. I forget. I can't remember. That dude's actually winning. He he's got hella Oscars. Um, what's his name? Alfredo or Alfredo Curion? Curion? I think yeah. I can't remember. He I, like, I didn't even try to. to he, he went for Gravity. It. He went for uh, Birdman. He won for Roma. Mm. He won like three Oscars for so, Best Picture. So you think they'll they'll give it to uh, Parasite or no? What were we saying? I think probably Parasite, but Parasite. I want Jojo Rabbit. But you want Jojo Rabbit? I think they're gonna go Parasite, but uh, I want out of the, of this list. I really, really, really enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, um, I, I I liked it up to a point, but I I was just like uh, I like, love the soundtrack. The acting it was great. Yeah, the soundtrack's always great. Did you hear what he did with the soundtrack? That he he took uh he took actual tapes played from that radio station during that time frame. Oh yeah, and like he didn't just go to like oh what were the Billboard hits of that era? No, he'd like 
he listened to actual cuts. Or, 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 yeah, transmissions from mm. from that that era from that radio station and picked the songs that he remembered. Mm-hmm. And uh probably my favorite song from that soundtrack was and I had never heard it up until the movie was Jose Feliciano's version of California Dreaming. Oh, that yeah, when he, okay, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That was great. So, I with with my so <sighs> this is so hard. I think that my favorite movie from last year was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, but I think they're going to give it to Parasite. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I uh, I really like the acting. Brad Pitt kills it. He kill, he murders the whole the whole thing. Brad Pitt's great in it. He almost plays a, an older version of Tyler Durden um, to, for a little bit as we, when I was watching it. Um, but uh, and, and Leo does really well. He does. Uh, even when he... Um, when they when they do the uh, cuts and then uh, and he's working with uh, uh, Olafantastic, uh Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, uh, "Who's from Modesto?" Um, what you call it? Uh, he uh, when he's like, "All right, no, go ahead, go do it again, do it again." And he just, <laughs> you know, I just he, uh, the, uh, the 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 meta portion of that was just really good to watch and then the whole going into the into the hotel room and beating yourself up and i was like that's yeah. funny i was like uh a comic will definitely know what that feels like <laughs> where everyone's telling you good job you're like i fucking suck. I fuck up i gotta God go i'm going to hotel room to go yell at myself real quick i'll be back later they're like hey let's go kick it and i'm like okay let me go to my room real quick so i can go yell at myself um you <laughs> what what do you think do you think we'll ever get tired of going to the movies um as a society and then as ourselves i don't at me i me i don't there's a lot of people that are like that now and uh-huh. and i want to say uh, uh movie pass brought that back and and uh they 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 shunned them because you know like they were getting people to go to movie that's theaters. true and now they're like uh we're gonna shut you guys down now they shut them down they're gonna lose all them people that were going to movie theaters and some are gonna stick around because they like the experience i'm paying for the experience i like i love the experience to go to the movie theater. i like that i get to be entertained where i get to shut the world off and just zone out and it's super therapeutic for me and it just brings me back to being 12 years old and you know especially when they had the domes over here and uh i just really i really like it i really like that especially during the winter time i like it because it's like it's cold outside i go it's just the best and then uh you see a good flick man um, but I think that the new generation is not gonna not gonna be into it as much. It's almost gonna be like the um, it's gonna movie theaters gonna be like the drive-ins after mm, a while. Wow. Yeah. So it's gonna be like that, like where the older generation love going to drive-ins. I still okay. I still love looking forward to seeing a new release from Monday all the way up until Friday. Like Monday, I know oh it's gonna open this Friday. Yeah. I'm gonna go the Friday night, and I I still love. The, the electricity and the buzz of a movie on opening weekend, a mm. full theater, and I honestly, the last time that I felt that I felt that with the entire audience was I saw um, straight out of Compton opening night. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, and the audience was singing along, mm-hmm. and I, I keep wanting to nominate that because you know how like we're both in that Crest Sacramento group. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, sing along. And they just like have all these movies. I'm like, I do not want to fucking go sing along with you guys in this movie. But I'm like, you know what was the best sing along that I've had in the movie theaters in a long time was the sing alongs at Straight Outta Compton. Compton. Yeah, it was good, man. I know that that Crest Theater thing. I, I suggested the other day um, uh, Bad Boys. Uh, Dude. But Sean Penn one. Sean Penn and Eastside Morales. Yeah, yeah. That one was a bad one, man. That's Did like you listen fun. to the audio commentary on that one? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and they... Uh, that's when I discovered that uh, there's a there's a cameraman in a shot when they're fighting. 
what blew me away about the audio commentary of that one was how he talked about that Sean Penn didn't want to read from the script for his screen test. Mm -hmm. That Sean Penn insisted on doing a monologue because he wanted his he didn't want to do the character until he was the character. Mm -hmm. And the guy was like, "Who the fuck?" Like, yeah, <laughs> like Sean Penn was like eighteen years old. Yeah, he was he was calling shots, and it's so funny because it's like I I think that he was doing he was he was extra. I think he was being a lot of extra because of, uh, everyone he didn't want to be pigeonholed as Spicoli because he did it so well. He was I was so about iconic. to ask, was that before or after Spicoli? I think it was. It was, like, it was right after. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone was like, he was big buzz of that because, um, because then because then he plays a lot of tough guys after that. Like he never goes back to comedy anymore, and he does com and he did comedy very well. You know, mm -hmm. Which is people always say comedy is really tough in in uh in movies and in acting and stuff like that, which I don't get, you know. But apparently, I guess it is. Um, but uh. uh he was very uh, so he doesn't. He, I don't think he's ever done another comedy role. I mean, maybe the the closest one was uh, We're No Angels, and that was with De Niro. With De Niro, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, you know, if I'm gonna do a comedy, I'm gonna do it with another tough guy, and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll play it that way. And that was when De Niro first started dipping into comedies because like De Niro did that, and then he did like like Midnight Run. It's yeah. hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Charles uh, Charles Grodin. Grodin. Yeah, yeah, Charles Grodin. He's funny. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. His his dryness is so dryness humor is so funny. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, but yeah, so I did that. And then there was another, um, there was one other flick though that I wanted to say, mentioned before, uh, uh, that I was like, really, oh, you know what? You know what got snubbed way back in the, it's on Netflix now, on Netflix. But, uh, I feel that Jason Siegel got fucked over and it was, uh, called End of Tour. Have you ever seen that? Never saw it. It's about, uh, it's about the dude that wrote, uh, Infinite Jest. Um, his name is he has the same name as uh as the guy that produced music uh, uh but it's anyways uh this guy is uh uh, uh right he's on a book tour and uh michael Sarah uh is a, a writer for the uh, rolling stone and he convinces the rolling stone to let, let me write on this this guy's a great the new great american novelist wow so he goes along with him for a minute and this guy is this is back in like the early, like the mid 90s or something like that but this guy is one of those people that are just if he if he had a sense of humor, he would be an amazing comic. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. his stuff is just nowadays. If he was on, he if he would just recite whatever he however he thinks, he'd be a he'd be an alt comic that that would go gaga over because he was just that forward thinking where he would break things down. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what comedians do. We're the we're, we are the uh, the verbal unboxers of ideas. You know, how people unbox uh, shit on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing that for years, but it's been with the idea. And this guy, because you start with the premise. Yeah, you start with the, you you start with just a an, a subject, uh -huh. and you just break it down. And you're like, you ever notice that? You ever notice this? And you ever like, and this means that, and that means, that, and that's almost like this, and almost like that. You start you start breaking it down. All you're doing is breaking down a subject to the most simplest form, so you can in, explain it to people in your thought process. And then all of a sudden, and if you're funny, you you know where the where the where the beats go, where the hits go, right? You know. But if you're not funny, then you gotta like you know. Then you be, just become that person that tells a story that's freaking long winded, and you're like, <laughs> I can't wait for break to be over so I can go back to my desk. That's how fucking much I hate talking to you. Oh fuck! <laughs> I, I know that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I get stuck with that guy. And there's a lot of those guys now on stage where you're holding people hostage, where you're like watching this set, these sets, and you're like, fuck my god, when it, like this, he's only got five minutes. It's only been five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, Carlos, thanks for coming out this morning. I know you're super busy mm -hmm. and you got a ton of stuff, but, dude, we both have a love of cinema, and um, 
Uh, I look forward to talking to you about cinema whenever. Anytime I see you, we're going to talk yeah, about movies. Yeah, most definitely talk shit. Yeah. Um, you got a pod- You want to plug anything real quick? Uh, yeah, I started up a podcast. I'm like two episodes deep. It's just me doing this exact same thing, <laughs> just <laughs> rambling, just going off yeah. and off and on tangents. But I talk about sports bets. I talk about movie reviews, TV reviews. Um, I go over a, a, a an internet top ten list. And uh, and then my weekend on the road or whatever the fuck I've been doing, it's called um, – I had to change the name. It used to be called. It was called the junk drawer because that's when, like my thought process is going to a bunch of shit junk in there. But uh, I had yeah. to change the name so uh, you can find it under um, uh, my life and rambles. <laughs> okay, with Carlos Rodriguez. I it came up in iTunes. I started typing Carlos Rodriguez and it came up. Okay, cool. Yeah, in iTunes, so it came right up. Uh, Great. I don't think I subscribed yet, but I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to both episodes and they're they're really funny. <laughs> and uh, oh, real quick, mm-hmm. better gambling movie: Rounders or uh, Uncut Gems? Rounders completely, man. Rounders is great. Edward Norton is good in everything. Edward, Edward Norton and uh, Matt, uh, not Matt. It was Matt Damon. Matt it Damon. Matt Damon yeah. And John Malkovich. I always eat. Yeah, oh, no, fuck. I cannot not play poker and not say I'll splash the puss anytime. I put on uh, the other day for <laughs> for New Year's Eve. Uh, I I bought one of those stupid Happy New Year's hats and it was like the the black low cut hat uh-huh. and i put it on and i was like fuck why do i look like the bad guy in uh in rounders what was his name uh uh, uh, uh um he had like one word name like like chetch or stretch or some oh, shit fuck, what was his name you talking about the, the hitman or the or or, or, or uh he or, he, or, or he bought Rockledge. he bought the debt and now was charging him for the debt yeah um grandma grandma yeah oh my god i put that hat on i was like why the fuck do i look like grandma and i took it right off yeah <laughs> he was a fucking asshole man yeah he was, he was horrible but john, that was such a great movie john tutorial's great too where he's like john tutorial's great in everything yeah yeah right uh, under underlining even like i mean he's goofy as shit in um in in transformers but like he's super underlining champ man like uh but he's he's great comedic relief in transformers dude did you see um the hbo miniseries that he's on called uh What's I couldn't it? get through it. It was oh, too. No? It was too dark. Oh, dude, it's so dark. It's dude, so... I have a dark past, and when I see shit that's too dark, <laughs> I want to go out. back there. Yeah, it skeeves me out yeah, sometimes. I want to go back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, because like I couldn't watch the um, the documentary about the three kids. Um, which one? The one that you were oh, just talking good. about on the podcast uh, the, about the the Central Park Five. Yeah, I couldn't watch it because it was too dark, and I was like, "That's fucked up." It was too dark, man. It was it, it was just super real, dude. Like I, I was upset. Like I was literally physically upset. Like yeah. Like I, 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 I seriously, I seriously had to stop it three times on the first episode, and I was like, I have to get through this. I have to get through because it was just, uh, it was, it was for me, it was extremely real, and it was just like it, 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 it especially dealing with, you know, being a minority and dealing with police, and especially when you're a kid like that, and listening to your adults and listening to your elders, and not being very educated on the system, and then you know, and because it's like you put your blind trust in the system, and you realize, oh, this because system, we're told to, yeah, but we're it's, told it, to put our blind trust in it, and it works against you, yeah, and it's like, and it just, you know, they don't care. It's and and after a while, you start realizing when you get older, it's not a color thing; it's a money thing. It's a poor people versus rich people thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, so people like that's another thing to people like, oh, you know, um, they want to create lines and segregate people and whatnot and you don't know about that and the race cars about like that you know what? no it's poor versus rich that's what it is you know so uh i just it just really bothered me dude like and uh i had to finish it though and i did it's only four episodes but it was fucking rough did you binge uh did you watch it straight through don't fuck with cats yeah i watched it straight through too i yeah. watched it dude say <laughs> i came home from work uh friday and i put it on at like five o'clock mm-hmm. and i binged it i had to take breaks in between episodes 
And when it was over, I was like, because the thing was like, do I want to go see The Shining at the Crest? Or do I want to just hang out and then go to this open mic? I went to Vince, Vince's, yeah. Uh-huh. So so here's the here's the decision I made. I was like, I don't want to go see The Shining at the Crest because it's going to leave me in a fucked up state of mind. Yeah. And then I got to try to do comedy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me watch this Don't Fuck With. Dude, it, it messed me up even worse. Yeah. And what was funny is like it finished and I had this ickiness over me. Yeah. And a friend of mine texted me and she's like, I'm going to Vince's, but it's super early. I'm on my way. I'll be there right now. <laughs> I could not wait to get the fuck out of the house. Dude, that movie, that that or that that uh, docu series is crazy. I went and looked up because I wanted. You know what's funny? I went. I went and looked up and see. I wanted to. See I the wanted videos. to see if this was real. I oh, want, you wanted to see the video. I wanted to see oh, the video. Oh, you're dark. I'm dark as fuck. You're well, dark as fuck. And I was like, <laughs> I gotta check this out. I want to see this shit. So I went to go look for the uh, the cat killing videos. You can't find them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You can find what the one where he killed the dude. You can find that video. And it's such a fuck. I was like, how can I find the killing of a person, but I can't find the killing of a of uh-huh. cats? And I was like, this is crazy. But it was insane. And um, I was just like, it, it was nuts, man. And then I, but you know what though? I realized this after finding that. I was like, oh, I'm not there anymore. You know, when I was a kid or when younger age, like I like I I could stomach and watch this stuff. But now as an as as an older adult, I was like, you know what? This is probably the last time I go and search for something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it was like I don't need to see this. <laughs> did you Did you watch the documentary? Uh, you were talking about like corrupt, how corrupt New York was in one of your podcast episodes. How how seventies oh, uh, corrupt New York? Did you watch the documentary The Seven Five? Yeah, I watched The Seven Five. That was a great fucking doc, right? Yeah, where those guys they were they were taking they the were money. running the city. They were running the city and, and fucking and and then uh, well that's how a lot of some of the mobsters got caught too. Because they were uh, had the cops on on the take, and um, some of the cops had bodies in the trunks of their of their fucking cop cars. Crazy in the seventies, and then I mean, Serpico's a whole movie about corruption in the in the. In, it's a true story, and it's Al Pacino, and it's all you know about corruption in in, in the New York police stations and uh, the precincts. Uh-huh. You know, and they're like, you need to take this money so you, we know you're one of us. And hey, man, I, I am one of you, but I'm a good one of you. Like I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not in a gang. But then. Yeah, so it, it, uh, it bothers me, man. And, and then to watch that and know the when you watched all these movies or you watch all these documentaries and you correlate the timelines, you're like, oh, while this was happening, this is also was happening that was found to be true. So this isn't very far-fetched that these cops covered this up or figured out how to manipulate the storyline in order for these kids to go to right, be in trouble. Right, And this is before social media. This like, is way before. No, no one had cell phone cameras. There was no... Yeah, no one had a... No one knew how to do a petition, you know? No right. one had to, like, uh, do some internet rage. Right. You know? So it's like, you know, it, it was uh, it was insane. And I watched that docuseries and then there was something else, too, that I watched. Well, I watched The Evil Genius that's on there. Uh, that was great. Did you see that one? No. Uh, it's about the... Um, the bank robbery back in the day where they put a uh, they tied a bomb to his neck they had a necklace bomb. Oh, that that was loosely based on the. Didn't they make a movie about that? Or they? Did they? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Evil I was like, genius. I was like thinking about bomb movie. That uh, I was thinking about Bill Murray. You know what's a, f- a good movie, man? That people don't like. That I mean, well, not people don't like, but it's a. It's like one of those like. Uh, y- Bill Murray performances that you don't kind of forget about, which is a uh, changing, um, not changing places, I'm stripping ridiculous, a quick change. Mm, never even heard of it. See, man, it's it's Bill Murray, Randy Quaid, and Gina Davis. I'm in, and they're Randy robbing Quaid. a bank. They're robbing a bank, and Bill Murray's robbing a bank, and he's dressed up as a clown. It's fucking amazing. It's 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 not amazing, but it's good. It's a good it's a good film watch. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it's held up. But that's a good one, then. And then there's like, well, you got any un- uh, like uncut gems? Do you have any uncut gems at uh, uh in, in flicks? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, what's my like? Yeah, like just like your gu- guilty pleasure or hidden favorite? Oh, guilty! Pl- oh, I have tons of guilty pleasures. Um, 
cheesy eighties movies are my guilty pleasures. Which um, are like like Better Off Dead. And, uh, I love Better Off Dead. I just rewatched When Harry Met Sally on New Year's Eve. Okay. Because it ends on New Year's Eve. Or One Crazy Summer, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry uh, Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. Dude, Eddie and the Cruisers. Fucking, I love Eddie, Eddie and the, the Cruisers. Cruisers. I remember seeing that trailer in the movie theater. Really? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, guilty pleasure, dude. Look at my house. My whole house is a fucking guilty pleasure, <laughs> man. That's hilarious. Yeah. I try to think uh, of, of another good. Because I'm like, I'm always trying to like. Uh, recommend flicks for people too man i'm like oh if you like that and you'll definitely like this movie it'll get you like yeah i definitely i get to that point once i know people a little bit better and mm-hmm. then i'm like oh you'll love this movie you'll yeah. love this but and it's so crazy because like nowadays um with uh with that um i'm thinking they're good movies and i'm like no this is a good movie. but like it, like you're right like the people's um attention span and the people's um you know uh imagination mm-hmm it's not equipped like it used to be with us. See, when we were kids, we had to actively use our imagination constantly, mm-hmm. you know, because we didn't have cell phones to, to distract us. We didn't have TVs to distract. The TVs were few and rare. There was one TV per household. So if you can't, right. if and, if and you weren't in charge of it. No, you're not in charge of it. If your dad's watching football, guess what? You have four hours of yeah. like going and finding something to do. Getting and, if, and if your mom's watching novella, you can't even fucking talk. Yeah, yeah. So you're by yeah. yourself, you know, and you sit here, you shut up. Um, so then you're you're constantly in your head and you're still and you're and you're and you're being silly and you're figuring things out, and so the imagination uh, uh, tends to run wild, and that's why I like those '80s flicks too. It's like because they're very imaginative, especially like like Jim Henson. Like just think about it, Jim Henson. He, this th- here's a grown ass man was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a lot of movies. I'm gonna I'm, I'm my art is playing with puppets, playing with toys, and I'm gonna yeah. make movies about and and stuff like that. And so and then it was super entertaining. That's like. There's a lot of people that don't like the Goonies now. These younger kids, they don't think the Goonies is good. Or that Ring story is good. Yeah, I keep... Well, you know what? A lot of times I'll show my... Because, like, um, I'm old and, like, all these comics that I'm hanging out with are are so much younger than me, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll try to show them, like, the classic movies. I showed a friend of mine, The Crow, the other day, and she was like, this is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, this is garbage. Or, like... I even remember in the 90s trying to show a friend of mine the Warriors. Uh-huh. And she was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's, it's the it's the Yeah. And it's not that it doesn't hold up. I mean, people are like, oh, it doesn't hold up. And I'm like, no, man, these are still this is still good. It's just that um, you, the, the imagination and the and the and the times because the, there's some like um, I get it. I get sometimes some Kubrick films I can't deal with, but I'm, I understand the art of it. Like there's some like where it's like the the shot is too long and drawn. I'm like. Yeah, they could edit it here, and it could be a faster movie or this and that. There's certain old flicks that I could that I could see that, but I still respect it because I'm like, oh, I see what he was doing. He was building tension, and I'm like, I see what he was doing here over here. He was trying to get you guys to be in this. He's trying to create your mindset because okay, for stand up comics, we have to manipulate a whole room of strangers at once to think like us, so we can take them on a fucking ride. But the but the advantage that we have is that we are in front of them, so therefore we can change gears here and there in order for it to happen. Now, for a director of a movie, he has they have he or she has to do this without being in the room. So what what do they do? They use every single tool in their pocket that they can. They long shots, colors, you know, writing, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, focus points on on the film. So it's like I get that, but some people are just like, oh, this is so stupid. And it's like, sh- and it's going back to attention span. Yeah, yeah, just. Just, just be lost in it. It's a, just be lost. In That's it. not like how they say sometimes with comics. Like if you want to get their attention, to like lower, like when you want to draw them in, to like to lower your voice, mm-hmm. and it makes people like, what did he say? Yeah, you know? 
That's what but, they were saying about how like Chappelle and um and Tony Woods, because Tony Woods is like Chappelle's like uh he was he he was Chappelle before Chappelle. Like Tony, right. Tony Woods was like he Chappelle would look up to him. So they mm-hmm. um they were like uh um they were talking about how he uh those two would go on stage and be really quiet and that's how they, and that's how they would get these loud New York rooms to be quiet as well. Yeah, they would they mm. they draw in attention that way. I'm sorry, I started rambling again. That's all right. We did it again. <laughs> all right, man. Carlos, well, all I, right. we so we started to say goodbye like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I, I clicked on the thing. I go, "Oh shit, it's it's already 21." Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Uh thanks for stopping by. Good looking out. And uh we'll talk soon. Okay. Peace. Hey, man. That's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you come back. Peace. Take care of one another.